What is up, AGP fam? It is your host, as always, Ricky Gray Jr. Now, today, I'm going to break it to you, is a special day. Not only because I'll be talking about a special new professional football league, the AAF, or the Alliance of American Football, it's special because I am running a brand new setup, right? It's like grassroots style. It looks real good. It sounds real good. So head over to the All Good Points podcast Instagram page to check it out. So what we're going to do now, grab a cold one, kick your feet up. Let's talk about this new professional football league. So I spent the better part of Saturday and Sunday checking out this new football league. And after checking in with you guys, making sure that you wanted me to cover it and at least talk about it a little bit, um, which is why I'm pretty much giving it its own standalone episode. And I'm not really going to go over anything else except for this. I thought it would be a good idea to let you guys know what's going on and fill you in a little bit about it because it is really cool. Um, so basically, the sole purpose of the AFL is to complement the NFL in the offseason. That's the reason why they're around. That's the reason why it was formed in the first place. Um, but there are some really positive things that it could bring to the NFL. The main focus of the NF- or the AAF is um, player development. And I think that's huge. So if you kind of think of it like the NBA and how they have their G League, it's essentially that. Like, it's essentially a a league where, you know, practice squad players and, you know, teams that want to send certain players down to develop a little bit more and maybe hone their skills a little bit better, they can go and play in this league, make a little bit of extra money. Um, I actually looked up what their average salary is, and it kind of shocked me. Their average salary is only $75,000 a year. Um, And I was not expecting to see that. Even with it being like a league that's a subset and so far below the NFL, I did not think that like their... I didn't think that their salary would be so low. So it kind of shocked me when I read that. Um, But there are some really cool names on the leadership board. You guys will recognize these guys. Uh, First up, Jared Allen. um, Second guy, Heinz Ward. And then Troy Palomalu. So you got two Steelers and one Viking mixed in there. Um, Now, that's not the whole leadership board, but that is just some of the more, uh, more notable names of the group. So when you have the guys that have dedicated themselves to football for so long, um, kind of leading up the charge on this new league and kind of being the representatives for it, I actually think that they can go really far. I think that there's a lot that they could do. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited to see the way they kind of build it. Um, because it, since it's so new, I don't think a lot of people are expecting it to do well. Uh, when I, when I was watching the games, it was kind of interesting because the, um, the seats for the most part were for like, for lack of a better term, empty. Um, and it's kind of sad because you do have, you've, you've got guys out there that really want to see people or to have people see them play um, and kind of get back in the limelight a little bit. And there was a player that was out there. He was a corner for, if I remember correctly, it was the San Antonio Commanders. Um, and he was super excited because he had, he had he had to stop playing college football because he got injured, and then they basically told him that he wouldn't be playing football anymore. Anyways, he battled his way back, and he was actually able to have his wife and his son out there to watch him play. So that was like a really heartwarming moment um, for the league to have, you know, especially in the in the first debuting week. Uh, rankings wise, it was crazy. It actually did really good um, rankings, but. Speaking of teams, uh, I'll just name them off real quick for you. You got the Arizona Hotshots, the Atlanta Legends, the Birmingham Iron, the Memphis Express, the Orlando Apollos, the Salt Lake Stallions, 
the San Antonio Commanders and the San Diego Fleet. Um, there's only a couple of teams in that group that are actually, um, I don't want to say good because they're just starting, but there's only a couple teams in that in that list that are good. Um, and we'll go over that a little bit later on. But what I wanted to talk about a little bit was some notable players. Um, starting with Trent Richardson. If you guys remember him, he was drafted by the Browns. Uh, he was a really, really big prospect coming out of college. Everybody called him a bust. He ended up playing for the Colts for a little bit. But anywho, he ended up getting let go. Um, it was kind of sad. It was kind of sad to see such a promising talent kind of fall to the wayside like that. But things like that happen. But the beauty, the the beautiful part of it is now you have this new league around to kind of help with that. Like you, you have this new league to kind of help bring players back into the spotlight and get them, get them a little bit better harnessed and a little bit better trained and a little bit better honed. And maybe they can kind of have a resurgence in the NFL. You don't know. Um, but yet and still, you know, you always just hope for the best. And the the beautiful the beautiful part about this is uh, they're they're going to be in a brand new league. So since this is a brand new league, um, they kind of get to start over. Speaking of starting over, Nick Novak, um, if you guys remember him, he was an old kicker. Uh, he actually plays along the same team or with the same team as a uh, Trent Richardson. They play on the Birmingham Iron. Um, Nick Novak was a great kicker in the NFL. He had a couple of mistakes and everybody knows a couple of mistakes in the NFL basically equates you getting kicked out and never getting signed again. That's just the way that it goes. Um, you got Zach Stacy, old running back, Chris Givens, old wide receiver. They both play for the Memphis express. The cool thing about the Memphis express is that Mike Singletary, the legendary linebacker is their head coach. I think that's pretty dope. Um, I think it's really cool to actually see some of the, I don't want to say old heads, but some of the old heads like actually coaching. Like I think that's really, really cool to see. Um, so I'm super excited to see that or continue watching that, especially during the offseason of the of the NFL. It's actually nice to have a little bit of a football filler. Um, a player that a lot of my Vikings fans will remember is Matt Asiata. Matt Asiata plays for the Salt Lake Stallions. So if you want to support Matt, which who was a great running back for us, and Lord knows why he's not playing for a team right now. Um I'm I'm actually like at a loss for words on why nobody signed him. That's kind of strange to me because he was a really, really good running back. Um, but if you guys want to show a little bit of support, he plays for the Salt Lake Stallions. Um, I don't know if jersey sales are up yet or anything like that, but if they are, I'm going to actually look into getting a jersey um, because I know they can't be uh, very expensive because they're starter jerseys. Um Moving on, you got Bishop Sankey, old running back for uh, the Tennessee Titans. If you guys remember him or not, he was actually a pretty good running back while he was in the league. He fell off. Uh, some guys that were basically drafted after him, or not drafted after him, but drafted in the years after him and picked up, um, they kind of just made him look bad. He had a lot of fumbling issues and things like that, but he actually plays for the San Diego Fleet. Um, it was good to see. It was good to see some of the old faces out there. Um, I would I would say that like my favorite part was seeing Trent Richardson run for two touchdowns. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, it it's always nice to see a player that was let go in the NFL because uh, the lack of production or things like that. It's nice to see them do well, regardless of what they're doing. Um, it's just nice to see these guys do well and have a second chance at playing football. Now, another cool thing about um, the AAF is one their coaches. We already mentioned already mentioned one uh, Mike Singletary, but. Um, the Orlando Apollos coach is Steve Spurrier. If you guys remember Steve Spurrier, great coach in the NFL. Um, 
I think I, I, if I remember correctly, he retired and I, I think he's just coming back maybe as like a favor to somebody. Um, but it's cool because you, you kind of get this brand new look at people that you, you really didn't think, um, you'd see again. And I think that's the most interesting part about that is these are guys that we kind of wrote off as, as never seeing again, but we're actually getting a resurgence of them. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's great. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that the AAF is doing is they're, they're bringing back some of the guys that have been forgotten. And um, as nostalgic as it is, there are some things about this league that do need a little bit of work. Um, but there's some pros that a lot of people want to be brought into the NFL. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be back with some pros and cons of the AAF. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to talk about my impressions of the game and are the games, I should say, plural, um, and pretty much like the flow of it, the way that I thought it went, um, if there was anything that impressed me or anything like that. So honestly, I'll start off by saying it's not that bad. And you've got to understand it's not nearly going to be as exciting as the NFL. Um, the receivers, it's, it's not like you're watching Antonio Brown or Juju Smith or Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs or, um, Antonio Brown. I said Antonio Brown, didn't I? Either way, you're not watching those guys. Um, you're watching guys that, uh, didn't really make it in the league. So there's reasons why they didn't make it in the league. Uh, there was a lot of dropped passes. I think that was the thing that I saw the most that I was like, Oh goodness, this is, this isn't good. Um, but that was probably what I would say. I saw the most of that was mildly infuriating. Um, especially because I guess I'm so tailored to seeing people catch pretty much everything and a drop is kind of like rare. Uh, the other thing that I would say is that the offensive lines aren't necessarily up to snub. There are some teams that have a good offensive line, and that's why they're successful. Um, but it's just like the NFL. If you want to be successful, you need to have a really solid offensive line. Um, there are some good parts, though. So I will say the San Antonio quarterback, he shows a ton of promise. I think he's actually going to be really, really good. If I had to pick like a front runner for my favorite team, I'd probably say San Antonio. I really like the way that they play. I like that quarterback. I like their running back. I think they actually have a really, really good solid team. And they got defense. Like they got some serious, serious, serious defense. Um, so another cool thing that everybody's asking the NFL to do is on challenges, they go inside of the head official's box and you get to kind of sit in and watch them and listen to them make their decision. I think that is really, really freaking cool. Like compared to the NFL and the ambiguity of, you know, oh, are they going to make a decision this way or that way? Let's go to a commercial break. Like, and kind of just like that anxious part of having to wait and kind of see what happens. You don't have to worry about that. They take you right up in the box and they go over it right there. You get to hear what they're saying. You get to um, hear why they're making that decision or where they're coming up with it from. And I think that's huge. Like, I think that's really, really big because a lot of times, um, especially when it comes to the NFL, we're left in the dark with why they made the decision that they made or what the hell they were looking at. So the AAF saying, Hey, look, what we're going to do is we're going to take you inside of the booth. You're going to be sitting there and listening to them while they're making that decision. That's huge. Um, I think that's a, that's a really big perk that the NFL might need to look into. We all know that the NFL is not going to do that. Um, they know how much money they make, so they're not going to worry about what some people think. Um, when it comes to that. But either way, if they do it, it'd be crazy. If not, you know, it's the NFL. You can't really expect too much of anything else. Um, 
So the other cool thing that I wanted to point out was that the NFL seems to be supporting it. Um, there was a post on the NFL app. I got kind of like the notification on my phone, um, letting me know that, you know, they were posting like some highlights of the AAF. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like they're actually supporting it. They're not leaving it out to dry and not trying to promote it at all. Like they're, they're doing their fair share of work, which is huge. Like you don't, you don't get, you don't really get a whole lot of support, um, when you're first starting off as a league like that. And for the biggest league, like out there, um, to kind of put you up on their page and stuff like that. I think it's really cool. Now, the plus side that I would say that I see for the NFL is that they they could really turn this into like a farm team kind of setup. You know, they could they could turn it like MLB. They have their farms uh, farm teams where they draft players and things like that. And if they don't feel like that player's developed or ready for the big time yet, they send them over to a farm league. The NFL could do the exact same thing. They could send him down to the AAF for a year, let him develop and let him play a little bit more. And when they decide he's ready, they can bring him back up. The The AAF is going to be paying for them anyways. So it's not like it really matters. Like it's, there's a very interesting dynamic that we could see happening here. And I love the idea of the NFL getting more involved and promoting it more and then using it to develop their players and being like, Hey, look, you're not ready to be on the big stage yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you down to our farm team and we're going to let you play with them for a year. And then we'll bring you back up depending on how well you do. I think that's really smart. Um, I think that there's a lot that the uh, Alliance of American football has to offer. And I think if the NFL exploits that and uses that to their advantage, then the NFL is only going to get better too. And that's really what we want at this point. Like it's kind of gotten stagnant with the way that the NFL has gone so far. So I do think that something like this to kind of shake it up, break up the status quo a little bit could be huge. It's like, it's like if you're sitting and you're watching the same thing over, over and over and over again, and then they just put something brand new in front of your face. That's what the AAF is. They, they're putting something brand new in front of your face and being like, hey, check it out. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you do, this is something for you to watch in the offseason. In between football, you just get a little bit of an extra taste of football. The other cool thing about it, the tickets, and I was looking at this today, the tickets to go to a game are literally $20. You tell me where you can find an NFL football ticket for $20. Now, I understand it's not the NFL. It's not the NFL. Don't get me wrong. It's not the NFL. But it is football, and you get to go and watch these guys play, and it's $20. That's a that's a Saturday night well spent, if you ask me. You get to watch a little bit of football for $20, and you're right there, like right behind the field goal post? Hell yeah. I'm 100% doing that. I was talking to my buddy earlier today. We're talking about going down to Arizona watching a game. I think that could be a whole lot of fun. I think that the uh, the NFL has a big upside when it comes to this. I think that they can use it. They can um, they can build off of it, and they can actually turn this into something really, really good. So what I'm going to do now is just talk about a couple of teams that I really, really enjoy watching. So number one, the Arizona Hot Shots. Uh, now, if I'm if I'm going to describe to you the Arizona Hot Shots, I'm going to tell you that they're basically the New England Patriots of the AAF. That's essentially that's that's basically all I can tell you. Um, their quarterback John Walford had a four touchdown game. Dude went off. The Arizona Hotshots are like that high scoring team that you just can't stop. I'd probably say you know what? Maybe they're a little bit more like the Chiefs. They're they're probably a little bit more like the Chiefs because their defense could use some work too. Um, the Birmingham Iron, however, they pitched a shutout over Memphis. Trent Richardson had two touchdowns. Uh, ended up being twenty six zero. Good game. Um, 
solid, fun team to watch. Last but not least, the team that I said is a front runner for my favorite team, the San Antonio Commanders. They have a strong, hard-hitting defense. They had six sacks. Um, Logan Woodside from Toledo is their quarterback. Um, they had probably the biggest hit on, I can't remember his name, but it's a very, very long name. Uh, but Sean Washington absolutely creamed this dude. The video's up on my Instagram if you guys want to go check it out. Uh, it's basically just a highlight video of some of the stuff from the AAF this weekend. Um, but I think that, like, if I'm picking a team, it's kind of interesting. If When I pick a team, it has to be a defensive team, especially when it comes to football. I'm I'm a big defensive person. I, I really, 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 really like defense. Um, so that's, that's really why I'm so high on the San Antonio Commanders. They've got a great defense. They won, I think it was 15 to 6, if I remember correctly, their final score. But it was dope, man. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, the games are a little bit shorter. They don't do kickoffs. Uh, they do... I think they get the ball at the 35 yard line and they start from there. It's just automatically, they don't kick extra points. They go for two point conversions all the time. Um, I think they get two challenges a game and that's it. Like there's, there's nothing else besides that. So the rules are a whole lot different, but it's actually a lot of fun. And the hit that Sean Washington laid on that quarterback um, that San Antonio was playing, I can't remember who they were playing, but the hit that they laid on him, that would have been a flag in the NFL. Um, That would a hundred, a hundred percent have been a flag. But instead, in the AAF, that is not a flag. You get to hit people however you want or however hard you want, except for uh, defenseless receivers. They still have that one, which that's that's okay. I'm fine with that one. You won't hear me complain about that one too much. Um, But no, like in reality, there's a whole bunch of stuff about the AAF to like. You know, it's it's brand new teams. It's former players that you guys know and love. So it's, it's definitely something to fill your time with. I would 100% say to look into it, maybe watch a couple of games. You might enjoy it. Um, if you want to go to a game, if you live in one of those states or uh, cities, you know, if you live in San Antonio or you live in Arizona or something like that, maybe go down and watch a game. It's $20. You're not going to be losing a whole lot of money and you might have a really good time. So keep an eye out though, because the XFL and the Pacific Pro League, which are two new football leagues, are going to be debuting here pretty soon. So everybody is going to have a heaping helpful of um of football. It's it's kind of crazy. But until next week, I'm your host, Ricky Gray Jr. You guys have a great weekend and a great week. Be sure to rate and review all good points on your favorite podcast platform. I can't thank you guys enough for listening. I hope you enjoy the new setup. If you enjoy the auto audio, um, please hit me up on Instagram at all good points podcast. And I will talk to you guys there. You guys have a great weekend.